0: We are going to make a significant change to the starting lineup. We are going to elevate Sam to be the starting quarterback. So now, Sam Ellinger, despite the fact that Matt Ryan is fully guaranteed on his contract for the next two years, is now the starter. We did not hold up to our end of the bargain here, right? I mean, you came here and we promised you a top NFL rushing game and we promised you great protection. And we haven't really as an offense delivered on that. That's basically, you know, my message to Matt. This whole thing, there's something wrong here, man. There's something wrong with this football team because one through 53, or let's just say one through 52, they should be better than this. This team should not be struggling like this. Something, and it isn't just Matt Ryan. This is, this is ridiculous. They're committed financially
1: to Matt Ryan, but shoulder separation or no shoulder separation. Frank Reich says this was going to be the move This is a sea change right now in Indianapolis. I'm
0: blowing with the wind of change.
1: Mark, I thought you'd throw in there, we have
0: Matt Ryan. That was my favorite drop, and now I feel like I have to retire it already. Are you kidding me? This one's for Mr. Gilmore. That one, that's
1: that's a timeless classic. Just like Winds of Change by the Scorpions, by the way. Hey, Jake, um you or I that do the tease each day for the next day's show and it was myself yesterday that did it and you know right as the show ended started to hear that you know well remember that Jim Ursay wanting to bump up Sam Ellinger to back up a few weeks ago uh I'm starting to hear that that might turn into bump him up one more spot on the depth chart. So I ended the tease yesterday with, we'll recap Pacers and Sixers, and will Sam Ellinger be the Colts' starting quarterback moving forward? Did you really? Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, three hours later, before Halloween. that, That, to me, is the most jarring aspect to it. Again, I think there's merit. Frankly, I applaud the Colts for admitting that they were wrong. But the fact that we're sitting here on October 25th, and
0: Matt Ryan's been benched, for the first time in his NFL career? There are two ways to look at it, Kevin, and I want your viewpoint on this. I think we may disagree. Viewpoint one is that the Colts feel like they're close and they need something to get them over the hump to put them back in the mix. Viewpoint two is the Colts know it ain't going to happen this year, so they might as well start looking forward long term. Which way are you?
1: Yeah, I think Jim Merce believes this will be a jolt to get them back into whatever
0: 2022 mix there is. I believe that deep down, maybe not in the front of their mind, but deep down they know it's over. And that Matt Ryan, you'd hit your ceiling. What, what more were you going to do? It, with Matt Ryan, you were the key thing. The two key things here to me said there, and I'm going to say this so many times this morning, you're going to get tired of hearing it. But the two things that he said there, Frank Reich, that were key to me, number one, it wasn't about the shoulder injury. If the the shoulder injury hadn't taken place, this would still be the move. Yeah, they
1: easily could have hid behind that, which I think is something to get into a little bit later.
0: And number two, we didn't do what we promised. That's an indictment on the general manager. Without question. So... Somebody came to Frank Reich or or whatever it may be and said, you know, this is the move that we need to make and whether Frank Reich is in his mind justifying the move by pointing the finger at Chris Ballard or whether... Chris Ballard and Jim Irsay went to Frank Reich and said, this is the move that's going to be made because you didn't offensively come up with enough plays for Matt Ryan, whatever it might be. It looks to me like a couple of different scapegoats from different angles. But either way, Colts are a mess.
1: Good Tuesday morning to you. I'm Kevin Bowen, Jake Query, and Mark Dykton here on what is a nice temperature start again to this Tuesday. Sounds like some rain in the forecast today. Um, Bob Kravitz going to join us a little bit later in the show. We'll get Bob's thoughts, obviously extremely plugged in with Jim Merce, and get his thoughts. Bob was never one. Uh, I don't know if he never was, but certainly early in the year was calling for a benching of Matt Ryan. Um, Jake, it's weird to sit here and think to myself, again, I'm applauding the Colts for admitting their mistake, but similar to the Pacers, when they traded demonte Sabonis last year, I sit here on this Tuesday morning and think, for the first time since Andrew Luck retired, I see an organization, and maybe it's the owner, maybe it's solely the owner that made this call, but I see an organization that finally has said, here is a step towards the future. Here is an ounce of hope. Here is us saying that the short-term Band-Aid approach, patching up the tires, is no longer going to work. And for me, and I think for Colts fans out there, they should look at that as a sign of hope. It's not a major, I'm not talking about some giant, Sam is going to have a statue next to Peyton Manning by 2030. But it's a step forward in the direction that I think you have to go at quarterback in the NFL, And to me, I think that is the most encouraging sign from yesterday. There are a lot of issues you just pointed out, Jake, the lack of support that they provided. Matt Ryan, which was well said by Frank Reich yesterday. But more than anything, that move to me finally indicates an admittance of, all right, we need to do something different at quarterback and a commitment to finding the longer-term answer there. The first sign of that happened yesterday.
0: When a couple of weeks ago, it was maybe a month ago I had a conversation with someone close to the Pacers and they were discussing the the Pacers complete rebuild. And the Pacers can call it what they want, it's a complete rebuild. And it was not done overnight, it was not done in a vacuum. But in talking to the person that was trying to explain to me and essentially ask those of us in the media to understand the approach from the Pacers and have an understanding and therefore almost an apologetic nature to the fans about it, but in terms of that approach, the person I was having the discussion with, who has the ability to change some things for... the the basketball franchise in town Um, or has some, some power, I guess. I mean, not, I'm not going to say who, but anyway, they just in the discussion, they like inadvertently kind of not slipped up, but they just said, you know, it's like the Colts trying to win with a different quarterback every two years. You can't do that. And we couldn't get into that. Tra- we were in that trap with running back, the same roster, and being in a sixth seed every year. You eventually have to say enough's enough. And so the Pacers did a complete rebuild. I'm not saying the Colts are doing a complete rebuild, but I think it's interesting that the other franchise in town had the wherewithal to see what the Colts were doing and say to themselves, they are basically have their ankles in quicksand and they can't get out of it. This is the only way out of it. Now, is Sam Ellinger ultimately the guy, the question that, that remains, Kevin, and we don't know this answer. Jim Irsay doesn't know this answer. Frank Wright doesn't know this answer. And that is, is Sam Ellinger the guy in terms of the future of the quarterback position of the Indianapolis Colts, or is Sam Ellinger simply right now the guy that is representative of a change at quarterback of the future of the Indianapolis Colts.
1: I want to answer that question. I think, to be fair, it took the Pacers several years to admit that.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I mean, no argument there.
1: And not to turn this into a Colts-Pacer It's taken debate. the Colts several years, right, too. Right, right, w- 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 without a doubt. Um, I don't think Sam Ellinger's Tyrese Halliburton, Jake, but I've always been a big believer in that. When you have a veteran quarterback, an aging quarterback, a band-aid, a stopgap, however you want to label the route the Colts have taken over the past few years, I think the backup should be a young guy. Because as soon as you realize that starting quarterback cannot get you to January contender type level, which is very evident in this 2022 football team, then I don't need to see Nick Foles in the lineup. right? I want to see the young guy. Well,
0: it makes you wonder why in the hell they signed Nick Foles to begin with.
1: Well, again, they thought they were Super Bowl bound or had a Super Bowl caliber team, so if Matt Ryan were to get hurt for a game or two, they would go with Nick Foles over a guy like Ellinger. Um, And so I have no issue in giving Ellinger a shot. I think his ceiling is like a really good backup quarterback. I find it very ironic that the Colts are playing the Commanders this Sunday and it's Taylor Heineke. I watch Taylor Heineke and think, Oh, boy, I feel like I'm watching Sam Ellinger at times at Grand Park or in the preseason. Um, And, you know, Ellinger, to his credit, made some big strides from year one to year two in arm strength. And that was probably the biggest question of him coming out of Texas. So uh, at the very least, I think it's something new. And you're getting an answer on a young quarterback on your roster. And I think that's really important because there's no position in sports that changes more from practice than a game than quarterback. Sam Ellinger literally has worn a red jersey for the last two years outside of some August football. Now he puts on a different color jersey. He does it against real NFL Sunday talent versus the you know, XFL arena guys that he primarily goes up against or went up against in the preseason. And now you're going to get an answer. And at the end of the 2022 season, you sit there and think to yourself, okay, we have an answer on Ellinger. Now it's time to decide the route to go at quarterback. Um, I think to go back to why the Colts are in this situation, for me, Jake, it goes back to the opening press conference that Chris Ballard had when he said it's not about one guy and he tried to downplay the quarterback position. And he believed that once Andrew Luck decided to you know, shock the world that the Colts took this approach of we'll let other teams develop the QBs we won't go through those young QB growing pains. We'll go stopgap. We'll create this awesome environment that will be easy to plug and play. And we'll reap the benefits of you know, veteran quarterbacks finding this resurgence, if you will, in Indianapolis. And it sounded good, but it's failed. And I saw the stat going around Twitter a lot yesterday. If you take out Andrew Luck's money, it's $115 million. The Colts have committed to quarterbacks since Lux retirement. Uh, A first-round pick, a couple third-round picks in trades, and the results have been no playoff wins, no division titles, and here you are once again at the midway point of the season needing gobs and gobs of help. So now it is a admittance, a reluctant admittance, primarily from the owner. Again, this is heavily owner-influenced, that Today, October 25th, is the first time since Luck retired that there is a commitment and I think an admittance of like, all right, we've got to do something different at that position.
0: On the day that Andrew Luck retired, Kevin, I'm going to name the franchise, you tell me who their starting quarterback was. The day that Andrew Luck walked off the field and that preseason game walked into that press conference said, yeah, it's true, I'm retiring. Uh, New England. Brady? That is correct. The Chargers. God. Uh, the Rivers? Yep. Cleveland Browns. Baker? Yep. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Wentz? The Los Angeles Rams. Goff? Yep. Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: Uh, I got nothing.
0: Jameis Winston. Got it. Tennessee Titans. Tannehill. Marcus Mariota. In 2019? Miami Dolphins. Fitzpatrick. Josh Rosen. So since then, and I know it's easy for people to say, well, the, you know, because I saw it yesterday. You hear it less, but you hear it. Well, the Colts, you got to keep in mind. I mean, Andrew Luck completely surprised him. Since then, the Rams have won a Super Bowl with a quarterback other than Jared Goff. The Bucs have won a Super Bowl with a quarterback other than Jameis Winston. The Titans have gotten a number one seed with a quarterback other than Marcus Mariota. The Dolphins have gotten themselves back into contention with a quarterback other than Josh Rosen. The Browns have spent, and you could certainly make an argument that this is the wrong one, but you know, invested in a long-term quarterback. The Eagles are undefeated with a quarterback other than Carson Wentz. The Patriots last year were in the playoffs with a quarterback other than Tom Brady. It can be done. It's just a matter of making that move. It's like jumping into a pool that you know is cold water. Doesn't take long for your body to adjust in the water to get warm, but standing there knowing that you've got to jump into it right. is the first step.
1: And Chris Bauer just stood on the diving board.
0: Way too long, right?
1: Yeah, that I think that's a really, really good analogy. Uh, we'll play some Frank Reich audio. From yesterday, again, Sam Ellinger, the starting quarterback this Sunday. It is a grade two shoulder separation for Matt Ryan. Reich did say yesterday that um, the injury is not impacting the Colts' decision on this. He said if this was kind of a normal week and they'd be sticking with Ryan, there would actually be a chance he could play on Sunday, but he will not practice this week. He will be inactive. Nick Foles will be the backup um
0: so is Zaire franklin the only captain that on the field that plays i can't remember who else the captains were do you
1: oh they got a lot of them don't they have six i
0: thought they had one on each like special teams one offense one defense i
1: thought nelson was a captain taylor
0: buckner buckner would make sense yeah buckner franklin leonard nelson kenny moore matt ryan jonathan taylor okay now, does Matt Ryan? Does he get to keep? Did Matt Ryan just play the final game of his NFL career? Yes. Certainly, his final game was a Colt. I. You can't take the egg off the face at this point, right? If Matt Ryan wanted to continue to play, Kevin, I think there are probably there's probably a team out there that would give him a shot next year. How about you trade him before the deadline next Tuesday? That. I mean, we, we can
1: get into this more later in the week, Jake, but. Some quarterback tears ACL this weekend on a playoff team. If I'm the Colts, I'm saying, you want Nick Foles or Matt Ryan? Please. Please. I I think this move yesterday, again, owner-driven, is an indication of if Stefan Gilmore comes to me and says, oh boy, this, is, this isn't what I signed up for. Care if we entertain some trade offers and you can get a
0: nice draft pick back for him? I'd do it. This way for Mr. Then, though, Kevin, you are admitting that this yeah, is a rebel. Yeah, but you know what,
1: Jake? It's time to look towards the future.
0: I, I mean, I'm with you, obviously. Yeah, that's I, To I, me, that's what this is. I know that's to me, devil's advocate, this, but... this uh, To be as point blank as this, to be as point blank as this, and I'm not saying it happened this way, but to simplify it... To me, yesterday, what happened was, and I know this isn't exactly how it happened, Kevin, but just to put it in the form of, like, to make it understandable. To me, yesterday, Jim Irsay walked into a meeting, threw down a playbook, and went, Guys, it's over. It's over. Frank, you had your shot. I I, I brought you, we, we went out and got you Carson Wentz, and it didn't work out. Chris, you said that we had the trenches to be able to bring in a veteran quarterback, and it didn't work out. So guess what? We're going with my guy now. It's over. You guys can do what do with your toys what you want, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now we're no longer playing with the Tonka trucks and we're no longer playing with the sit and spin. Uh, Here's the big wheel that I want you to play with. Have fun. Those were awesome, weren't they? Did you ever do a pogo stick? Were you a pogo stick? Yeah, I'm not coordinated enough. It actually kind of feels like at the quarterback position for the last like five years the Colts have been just doing a pogo stick. It, you just jumping up and down, doing the same thing, hoping you don't hurt yourself. It's like i not getting anywhere.
1: Pogo stick with a bunch of roller skates on the ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on on ice. Yeah.
0: Um I think to
1: kind of summarize just my thoughts yesterday, Jacob, it is just so jarring to think that they have benched Matt Ryan before Halloween. And again, there is merit. There is merit with Ryan's own play, and as Frank Reich, again, accurately pointed out yesterday, the Colts have not supported him in any way, shape, or fashion to the level that they thought they would support him. But teams wait too long to admit that they are wrong. No question. And I guess that rhymed. I didn't even even mean it to rhyme. But this, to me, is a sign in that direction of, all right, Let's get an answer on Ellinger. And again, my belief is nice, high-level backup. But you try young, you try youth, you finally put him into an NFL game. He's never thrown an NFL pass. He's got some legs. He can provide a little bit of a different feel to your offense. You play him for 10 games. You get to the end of the season. And then you evaluate and make a move that should have been entertained more seriously in the previous off-seasons. And that would be drafting the quarterback of the future.
0: It's funny. I remember, like during the preseason, you know, during camp, good when people started calling in, and, and I, I can't remember which one of the two of us was like, "Are they going to have to keep a roster spot for Sam Ellinger?" And at first, it was kind of like, "I don't know. They, they might. They seem to like him."
1: Great preseason. Twenty-four then, of twenty-eight
0: in the preseason for Ellinger. You know, it just it's gone from there. I mean, a week. It is amazing to me. Think, amazing to me. Think. It is amazing. For me to think, Kevin, that nine days ago, nine days ago, I had mentioned and was rightly questioned for it when I said, watching the Jacksonville game, all I could think to myself was Matt Ryan looked really good, but it doesn't change the fact that they are inevitably still within two years going to have to move away from that and you very rightly and I think it was Tracy the caller very rightly said look man they just won yesterday like that's the wrong time to bring that up which it was because neither of us had any idea that actually that was eight days away and here we are I, I never would have guessed it was coming at that rate to your point and I I just get the here's a better question for you Kevin the exact same thing happens on Sunday. The exact same thing. The Colts look anemic on offense. Frank Reich says to the woman doing the sideline report that, you know, hey, well, I told my team this is exactly where we want them. This is how we what we do. We score, then we're back in the game, and we have Matt Ryan. That's the we exact have Matt Ryan. Yes, that. That exact same scenario takes place with Jim Mercey sitting there watching, but it's in Glendale, Arizona against the Cardinals. Are we having this
1: discussion? I thought you meant the Super Bowl this year, Glendale, Arizona. Uh, Jim Mercey wanted Matt Ryan benched earlier this season. He did. Had to be talked off the ledge of it. And that was when they promoted Ellinger. That was the first sign of, hey, we'll listen to you, but we're not going to go fully there.
0: Right. Well, the... There, there cannot be any denying that for Jim say, there are two things that are the ultimate cardinal sin. One is losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars anywhere, and the other is losing to Tennessee for the second time in the same season. And looking flat, doing it.
1: I don't know how the vibe you got from fans, I got a general like relief with yesterday's news.
0: I got more of just an incredulous nature of like, are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly there's some of that, but like a relief of like, you know what? I'm kind of looking forward to watching Sam Ellinger No, I would agree with that. Again, once you know the answer is not there, i.e. Matt Ryan, move on.
0: I mean, I remember when Kelly Holcomb got snaps and people were like, oh, let's see what this guy can do. You know, Paul Justin. I mean, there have been different guys. I, I, I tweeted it last night in the... 14 years prior to Peyton Manning's arrival, when the Colts came from Indianapolis, they used, I think, 14 or 15 different starting quarterbacks. Sam Ellinger will be the 13th since Peyton Manning's departure, or since Peyton Manning's final snap, because they used a couple of them in that year when he was still on the roster. But still, this is life in the NFL, Kevin. For most franchises, this is life in the NFL. We'll get more to the
1: Sam Ellinger impact of things, where he will change this offense. Um, For those that I think most people know, but it's a pretty incredible story. Sam Ellinger getting to this point um, in his life, frankly. He's been through a lot off the field. Um, Again, a quarterback that can definitely make plays with his legs. Uh, Went with Tom House, who's become this kind of household quarterback guru in the offseason. Changed his motion a bit, improved his arm strength. I think you saw some of that. At least I saw some of that in training camp and in the preseason. Obviously, though, this is a guy that still has yet to throw a pass in an NFL regular season game, and it'll be a big jump for him. Now being game plan for and throwing to guys that he probably hasn't thrown to very often in practice. And then, of course, having to do it at NFL speed on Sundays. But Sam Ellinger versus Taylor Heineke at 425 p.m. On Sunday. Is that how we all drew it up? <laughs> exactly how we drew it up, right? Uh huh. You know, when the schedule makers said Colts and Commanders at 425 back in May, let's put them in more of a national spotlight. Heineke Ellinger was on the team. Yeah, t- they wanted their to get Sam back in his Big 12. You in, a, know, in a week schedule. that started right. with the Gus discussion. Johnson doing the game? In I a week he that be. started
0: with the discussion of the removal of the Washington owner, it ends the week with the removal of the quarterback of the Colts. Jim says. Jim Irsay's all over the map with that, man. I mean, I mean that in a good way, not a bad way. First time Matt
1: Ryan's been benched in his 15-year NFL career?
0: That's got to be, right? Unless health. I mean, I don't know his health history in Atlanta. Right.
1: I mean, first first performance-based. Reich made it clear yesterday this is not due to injury.
0: That's what I mean. I'm saying I don't know in Atlanta if there was a time where he missed games because of injury.
1: Well, take your calls. 317-239-1070. Your thoughts on this move yesterday from the Colts, again, the benching of Matt Ryan, jarring without question due to the date, some merit behind it, I would go there, and finally, an admittance from the franchise that the Band-Aids, through Jake's pool analogy, it's like jumping into a pool with a Band-Aid, it's falling off constantly, and it's time for more of a commitment at that position.